You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media West of Scotland football show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. Our special guest this week, I'm delighted to be joined by the Easter House FA manager Mark Mackay. Mark, welcome to the show, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks Scott, thanks for having us. It's an absolute pleasure, how are we? Good, good. Um, I knew this was happening for a couple of weeks now when we'd spoken about what date we could do and all last week, I'm going, just don't get beat. Try and get a point in the ball. Don't go on me four defeats. Don't go on me four defeats. So, managed to get a point in the ball. Should have been more, but it's a, their, first, their first ever point in what's class is senior football. So, we'll take the positive from that. Um, um, we'll go away. Well, we've got a free week this week because it's Scottish Cup ties. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll look towards Storm now on uh, the 3rd of September, as it stands, um, to sort of a Try and keep going, keep going, keep going. What was the what was it like? Obviously, we won a six clubs who joined the the fourth division this season. Was it what was a kind of decision making process to join the league, and how was it an easy decision to obviously make that step up? Well, I think East Rose Academy as a as a whole had planned and tried to do it last year, right? And we thought we just missed the deadline. So, um, I'm from the area. I knew sort of I had plans to sort of like go forward. And trying to enter the sort of a west of Scotland. Um, only thing it wasn't great about it was the league went quite long um, last season, um, so they don't have the AGM until two weeks after the last game. So ourselves, probably ourselves, were probably most disadvantaged with that because we weren't really a team. There was East Hall amateurs yeah. um, that sort of a uh, played under the East Rose bracket or with a chance to move to that, but we didn't really get confirmed until the 25th of June, mm-hmm. 25th, 6th of June time, so it's only four weeks before the season. Yeah. Um, the club were uh, slightly hesitant um, in case they didn't get in, even though they were told, oh, look, you're going to get in, you're going to get in, but they didn't want to go and waste or go and try and put everything in place and then something happens. Um, so that's what we held us back a wee bit. The biggest issue that we have, and you can see it at the moment, is we're the only team that's joined that weren't a team. Right. And that's that's been the biggest thing. So even when I was speaking to boys before it was sort of a confirmed, I'm going, Are you interested in this idea? And they're going, He's not even a team. Why do I want to come to and I'm going, Look, we'll get confirmed on this date, hopefully, and everything will go. So we're sort of a wee bit behind. I said that to the boys, I still feel we're probably three or four weeks behind. In terms of preparations and but just in terms of getting up to speed, in terms of in terms of this level, to be honest, people might look at it and go, "Oh, it was six amateur teams that come in." But if you look at the teams that done it last year, like the BSEs, have now won back to back games, um, and various other ones, Glenville, have got a good side going, and it it's been interesting. Um, standards been, I mean, I'm a bit shocked at it to be honest. It's better than I thought. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into, to be honest. Um, but no, oh, it's been it's been an interesting four weeks, that's for sure. 
And the four games, obviously, you said you picked up your first point on Saturday at home to Campbelltown. What was the what was the kind of plan after four games? Was it obviously is it has it been a disappointing start? As you say, it's just been obviously blended kind of getting bedded in and new players and things like that. Like, what's it been like for you to the start of the season so far? I think no disrespect to um, BSC who, who we lost the second game to. Um, I think that's been my biggest disappointment. Um, we didn't we we weren't good on the day at all. Um, but if we look at the the games sort of individually, um. Boy Stefan Gray that plays the West Park. Yeah. Played at Shelton. Very, very good. Very good feet. Scores a very, very good goal. From his point of view, I think we can defend it better. And we let him cut into his right foot and he puts it in the top corner, which is fine. But West Park scored their second goal of that game in the uh, 86th minute, I think. Right. We, we're sort of a try to go forward. Um, West Park showed it on the VO camera thing. Um, centre midfielder gets the ball, looks to turn and tries to play an eye, a needle. And you can see it clear as day. The left back goes to try and go and support. A couple of minutes to go, it's fine. You expect that. And we cut it out. West back cut it out. Play the boy um, wide right. Lightning quick. Connor Irvin, I think his name is. Lightning quick in there. Goes in one and one. Slips under the keeper. So, uh, beat 2-1. Uh, beat 2 no, sorry. But overall, they had chances. We sort of had chances. So, I'm going right. West Park were favourites for the league. Good side, done well. Then we had a really, really good week at training. Getting into the BSE game. And we were 1-0 up, hit the bar. And then 47th minute we gave away a penalty. It's a penalty all day. I've got no no qualms about the decision. It's a penalty all day. Young boy gets rolled to bring him down. And they run up to the penalty. There was a drop ball. Um, and what happens is... Now it's uncontested, no years ago. So yeah. Dropped to our centre midfielder, knocks it knocks it to our left back. Left back, um, near right midfielder comes to tackle him. He goes round him and a boy that from the drop ball incident had been off the park getting a drink of water. Runs back on the park, gets the ball, plays the ball over the top. We can't do it. No. Am I right at half time? I'm on the referee. He's like, I didn't see where he came from. And then we had a chat about it, he's gone. But I genuinely made a mistake. I'm like, that's fine. What mistakes happen? But I'm now going in speaking to 11 guys who didn't play great the first half. And I said that to them. Well, one each. But it was deflating because of the nature of the goal. Second half, BSC and Fairness Dream started very, very well. We changed shape a wee bit. Um, Certain midfielder gets the ball, plays them through. We set a forward runs through, finishes it well, gives offside. Miles onside. No miles, but He's onside, we're right in line, we're onside. From that incident, the free kick, they got the punt and score. So from being 2-1 up, you're 2-1 down and you're going, right, it's just one of the days. But we didn't deserve anything from the game at all. We didn't. Um, and then went into Glenville, 1-0 up again, hit the bar. Glenville had some chances. Um, they scored a cross. The boy genuinely crosses it, goes to hit it in, crosses it right over the goalkeeper, nothing keeper can do. And then we lose a goal in the 89th minute. And you're going, Jesus, where do you go from here? And then sort of a we were 1-0 down on Saturday after six minutes. Once again, it was a penalty. So the referee got it bang on. It's a penalty. Clips his heels. Um, and then we score a goal. Keeper had a few good saves there, Keeper. Um, we end up getting one each. But we could have lost it as well. Mm-hmm. Our wee goal has caught me. a fantastic save to 
we were, I think we looked dead nervous. Said that to the boys, I think, if we'd have held on against Glenville, we don't lose the last minute goal from a mistake. We probably go and win the game on Saturday, no disrespect to Campbelltown, but a long travel for these guys. Yeah. Over, a bus, you know what it's like. There's no real good time. I believe West Park the week before up there stayed the Friday night. No, I mean, fun for that, you know what I mean? So, um, but that, that's where we're at, to be honest. I think probably looking at it over the four games, I think they probably should be sitting in four points rather than one. That's my, my honest assessment of it. I think we deserved at least a draw against Glenville, and I think we deserve to win Saturday. We'll move into talking about the, the action over the weekend, and we'll obviously get your thoughts in the, the fourth division later on, and we'll get we'll hear about your cannot come in fixtures for the next few weeks but it was obviously a cup week there wasn't as many games as there, there usually is the South, of, uh, the South of Scotland Challenge Cup was on any results catcher in that I'm just looking off the top of my head the, the results here Thorn the team in your league going to Greenock in 1-3 now that's a massive result that is a massive result for Thorn um, did you not underestimate them did you not think the fourth division end of the day it's a cup game it can go either way you, you, we've seen it over the years of football. You you go and you sit in or you, you go and do very, very well. I always remember a couple of years ago we played Darvel. Um, Darvel were just coming into the into the Michael had just taken over, came yeah. to the bail, everybody was expecting us to get a down. They lost 2-0 in the day, but acquitted ourselves very, very well during the game. And that's up to Greenock. That's a great result for Thorne because Thorne in their league, only, I think they've only won one. Lost two, so um, so far I think so. So it's a great result for them. Um, yeah, one. So it's great that that's who we play next. It could have been. <laughs> what do I mind it when they're all to be honest? Oh, that's a great result. Just thought, like looking through some of the results, I'm obviously well. Wish we're best to play at Bembo, who get severely injured as well. I heard it was a really bad injury, and I'm just wishing them all the best. But B yeah. beating St Anthony's eight one. Pollock beating Eglinton 6-0, Rutherglen beating Fenart 4-0, Darvel and Hurlford went to extra time, a late Scott Ferguson goal got them, got Darvel the victory. Canvas Lang going to Gretna, I know Gretna obviously will be, again, disappointing result for them, but Canvas Lang, I mean, I think that that was badly needed for conference after the start they've had in the league. I think Canvas Lang, I think they've had a bit of a change of players. I know a few left. We can Christy left. And obviously the main one that left is the boy Scott Williamson. Yeah. If you don't score you don't score goals, don't win games. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. Especially in the Premier League, um or the, the Premier Division. If you don't do that, so Canvas Lang who have three for three in the league and lost, sort of only scored one goal in the games, then to go away to Gretna. I think it's crazy, I have always said this, but I think when COVID happened, we had a chance to fix Scottish football. We should take away this glass ceiling. You shouldn't win the league and play a playoff. Yeah. I don't think you should get two chances when you when you finish bottom of the league to stay up. I think if you look at even taking our fourth division, I think all the leagues, I think it comes to even some of the, the senior leagues. I think East Stirling at one point were bottom of the league for 10 years in a row. Yeah. Never ever went anywhere. I think that was a chance when... When all the COVID happened, I think we had the chance to change the SPL for me. You should go to maybe 18 teams, push everybody up with teams like Darvo, Auchinleck, Colwinning, Glencairn, whoever it may be, we've all got a licence. Let them all move through the pyramid. Let them all move through properly. 
split teams like the, the bottom the bottom leagues like Kirky Robroys due to get a new park. You've got Clyde Bank. You've got teams within the these structures that I fully believe are, are well capable. Bonnie Rig Rose, who was we played them last year. We actually we lost one 0 We yeah. missed a penalty. They scored a penalty. I think that there's definitely teams within that, and I think when the voting happens, the, it's the teams like Albion Rovers and Cowden Beath last year also relegated Beacon were funny teams. They sort of stifled what we should have done. And we should have opened the pyramid totally up. It should have been you in the league, you go up. No to the playoffs. Increase the leagues a wee bit. If you look at even Hearts, even going to the Premier League, Hearts this year, European football for the first time to Christmas, went out and brought, brought Shanklin back, who's going to score goals for him, going to make him a better side. So I think that was a proper chance to fix Scottish football, and I think it's a chance we've been missed drastically. Yeah, I think it's hard to disagree with that. I think the the Lowland League fiasco over the summer was a perfect example of why I think a lot of teams up in that league, and you know, obviously I know a few teams in that league, I think they're hesitant. I think they know that they're, if they go down, it's going to be a long time before they come back up. And that's what, again, yeah. I've said it for the, the three weeks in a row, and I'm about, obviously, three Rovers. Like, I didn't, are they, do they think, obviously, going, going into the West is a better level of competition than the South, and it's probably a better chance to go through the pyramid? As opposed, because you know what it meant, like the South champions, for example, I think would always be third best in a playoff with the East and West champions. Yeah. So, do they yeah. think it's better level of competition to go into the fourth division and build their way up through the leagues because they're more than capable? Yeah, well, that was another one. I believe their infrastructure and that didn't their parts might be really, really good. I'm yeah, really, yeah. really looking forward to it. I wish we were going earlier than November when the park was probably decent. That grass park, 5th of November, will be it might have taken a, a, a few doings, but. <laughs> Even like these and, and coming across, nobody knows anything about them. I believe they've got a very good budget. They signed a lot of boys for the Lowland League and yeah. they're, they're taking boys in, and which is going to be good. You've seen it, as you say, they're, they're maybe four years behind of in terms of can they go right through the divisions. Mm-hmm. They're, probably, they're probably kicking themselves now that they didn't jump when Bonington came. They could have missed the bottom three divisions. Yeah, potentially depend on where they would have finished within the within the structure. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see how that one pans out. To be honest, I know the the staff is very very well. And they're winning games. Um, well, eventually the travel sort of a winter months will that affect them? I think there's. I think when I looked at our league, I think there's only three, three or four grass parts. So there's not going to be a lot of games. I actually thought that. Like, I, I think the there's not a lot of games off. I don't think three, three for one. Um, Harmony Row, I believe, are playing at St Anthony's, which is also mm-hmm. a good part. You know, yeah. Snow or ice, snow or ice is only a thing that puts St Anthony's off. Campbelltown, I believe, is a grass park, and Thorns being a wee bit all over. I think they played at St Rocks on Saturday mm-hmm. against the last one. Um, sorry, the week before and lost for nil and. The game before that, they played on a Friday night. I think it was at Johnsonborough. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure where they're going to play, but over the piece, I think there's it's mainly Astros in our league. So certainly for the Camelton boys that are, are going to make that travel all the way down every week, it's going to be it's going to be a long season. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's going to be a fascinating league because I think there's a few teams you don't know much about, but I'll get your thoughts on that at the end. Cumnock yeah. 3, Peters Hill 1 in the Premier Division. There's only one game in the top league this weekend. 
Jordan Moore with a double and Mark McLennan as Cumnock go top with nine points from four games. I've been really, really impressed with Cumnock so far this season. I know they obviously did that last season at Hurlford, but going to Darvo, the only team this week, that, the only game this week in the league that was a perfect opportunity to get a bit of kind of breathing space at the top of the league. And Jordan Moore again, who I'm, again, every week I think we talk about him, he's, his goal scoring record since going to Cumnock has been unbelievable. What's your thoughts on Cumnock? They're doing well. They, they also think they, there was a change of manager in the middle of last year, and they sort of a, they could have went down, but I think that was more to do with the seven going down, and yeah. sort of a, there was a, a a big a lot of teams were getting dragged in it. And Rob Roy were the same. Rob Roy mm-hmm. were they're sitting second at the moment, unbeaten still, and would go top with the one game in hand. And we've got them in the cup, which is fantastic. Maxie will love that. Um, <laughs> but um, did another one. It, it's. It's good to see that it's fucking Leicester no starting great um, as well, people are saying. So it'll be interesting to see sort of a, where the whole season goes in terms of I think there's been a... Last year I, I felt there wasn't a lot. Last summer, not a lot of people moved transfer-wise. I thought most people had their squad and they had the long lay off of COVID and they weren't quite sure were, were boys going to come back, were they at the level? I think you you seen more transfers during the season last year than you probably did any other ones. So it'll be interesting to see, obviously, they maybe came in at at a right time last year, have had a good summer, maybe chance to implement a few things you want to do yourself. Ultimately, they've been out, as you say, they've got um, nine points before games. and You keep winning the Premier, you're already sort of a nine away from Peter Hill and Canberra Slang. You're already making, making stretches, which some teams could struggle this year. Mm-hmm. I Peter Sal, I've got a bit of a worry for them. I think there's been a lot of transition. Obviously, Wally coming in over the summer, losing a lot of players like Sir Stephen Dockery, going to Pollock and uh, Ronan Sweeney, going to St. Uh, Caddox. I think they will struggle. And um, I just think it's going to be tough for them to kind of... They're not, there's, obviously, if you want to kind of make, make, a, make a good start, it's important if you want to stay up and... I think they'll be hoping for a wee boost sooner rather than later. I think, obviously, the boy Kenny came for Gareth Cairn, who yeah. was expected, expected to win the league last year. It was sort of a strange appointment. They thought of Gareth Cairn going up. I think it was, was it St. Caddox that won the league, I think. Uh, Canvas Lang. Yeah, Canvas Lang won it. And they, all the goals from Caddox um, were second in that. And <coughs> as I say, they're another one with a big budget. To be honest, they, they went and I know it was only a friendly, but they went and beat Arthur on Saturday. I know they've had players missing. I was speaking to John the other week at a game last mm-hmm. Wednesday. He says, oh, he says, I'm not bringing in players, Matt. He says, but every time I seem to get one back, somebody else breaks down. Mm-hmm. He says, so I'm not really getting a, a, a good fist at it or a good run at it, which is going to be important because even when you look at the Premier and the first, the two leagues are very, very strong. Yeah. Very, very, very six teams coming down and the seven teams coming down, sorry, and Obviously, the, the top three for each conference last year, um, or the top four, the first ones getting up. But I say it's going to be a, it's going to be loads of twists and turns this season. I think, mm-hmm. um, a lot more than I think last year. Everybody knew it was like normally a tenth place finish or whatever's fine, or it, it's you're okay, you're in, you're in for next year. You're right with time to get the budget sorted. But last year, because you so many went down, it was sort of a strange season. Really, really strange. Probably a few teams threw money at it, probably, to make sure they stayed up. And if that didn't go up, it's a full rebuilding job this year because 
some of the boys are, I don't want to play in the, the championship, no disrespect, well, the Division 1, I want to stay in the Premier, and that's also why some players have obviously moved on. Yeah, and you speak about that first division, uh, four games and every team scored, I think that league is just stacked full of competitive teams. Yeah, we'll start with the, the game at Colburnley, Colburnley fourth, Hollywood United three, Mark Alexander's last minute goal sealing the three points for Colburnley, but a lot of people thought that was a. I thought that was a massive game over the weekend. I think that's two really good teams who'll be fighting out for promotion. Massive three points for Colburnley, and I keep thinking about the fact that they don't have any fans, so they don't have that kind of home support to rely on. But yeah, scoring that last minute goal that could be massive for them throughout it, the season. It could be what what Sony would need to take from that. Probably they were one of the sides that basically got a double promotion. So they're, they're obviously from when, when they sort of a conferences game and I think they were 2-0 down and then they were 3-1 down and got mm-hmm. back twice. The boy Ali Small for them seems to score goals he a lot. He goals every week. He's, been, he's a regular feature on here, right? He, sc- he scores goals all the time but no disrespect to Thornwood but if you look at the teams in that they've probably got the smallest budget I would think in that league. Yeah, I don't think they'll be far off, eh? By, by, a, by a long stretch and they've done well to keep They've got a wee boy on loan, wee Kyle from Athlete, wee younger boy right back, who I believe doing very, very well. They've got um, Adam Water, centre-half, that I had previously. Um, when I was at the Vail, he was a smashing player. Adam's a really, really, really nice boy, really, really good player. And they're scoring goals, and as you say, if they keep scoring goals, they'll sort of uh, they'll win games. See, it is a right, it is a right, right tough division. It is a right, tough stacked. division. Absolutely stacked. And as you say, like scoring three goals at Colburnley, Usually you're you're happy with that, but it just must have been a gut punch losing that last minute goal to Colbert, to Colburnley. But Mark Alexander again, he came for Greenock, terrific player. I think they, I, I do think Colburnley will be up there at the top of the the table coming into the season. And I think once they they kind of get settled and get their fans back and just a, a proper kind of, I think they've struggled a bit with injuries as well, if I'm right. So yeah, well, I think Thomas moved there at the mid with the tail end of last season. Basically, I think they were virtually already down. I think they had a wee, a wee spell. Yeah, they a really bad they, they start. I think, lost, I think they lost their first six games, I think. Yeah, they, so they, they came in, they changed things. I know they took a few from Greenock at that point as well. And then I think when they left, John Doyle originally went to Greenock and then he then went on to St. Carlo. So, you know, sort of a, maybe they're in a transition. That's why the result happened as well. Sort of a people moving on. And it'll be interesting, as I say, that is a... Like for Thornywood and Johnsonborough, they were both teams in it that sort of had the double promotion for the league that they were in previously. I think when you look at the the Gulf probably going from, because there's so many teams came down for the Premier as well, it is going to be a hard, hard season. But I think if you, you speak to Mizzy and Dolby, they'll score right well, pick up points at home and get a first away from home then. So be it, we'll, we'll try and do our best and we'll just keep going and keep going, which is a testament to them, to be honest. We came from the Royal Albert originally, then went to Thornwood and had a right good season last year. Yeah, right absolutely. Yeah. And I, again, that was a, I think if you you could get into that game, I think you did get your money's worth. I think it was a terrific seven-goal thriller. But six goals between Drumchapel United and Whitlitz. Whitlitz have actually had a good start, winning the first two games, but obviously they... They'll take they've they've been unlucky. I think the last two games. I think they've come up against two really good teams in Gat Cairn and Drumchapel. one of my friends who was at the Drumchapel game simply said it was a David Templeton masterclass. That it was just it just ran the show. I think and 
I think he's a massive player if he stays fit. But if you like to, you look at the t- players that have scored for Chapel this weekend, Jay McAnally for Mary Hill, eh, Martin Green, we know what he does. David Temple is yeah. obviously the experience he's got. Daniel Finnegan obviously was really good for them last season. I think this could be a massive win for Jim Chapel and just get them kind of a decent run going because it's been up and down so far. We played Whitlitz last year with Athley and she Athley's partner were it was just a week that was my first game with them and I was actually only watching. I was going in on a Monday night and I just I said to the boys I'll come and watch. They were fantastic. They were really, really good. They they've got big Isaac at the back and they yeah. boyed up front and they're a really good unit. On bigger parks, I think they might struggle. And a big, I, I think they, they actually better at home. I think Arthur was a lot tighter in it, and they managed to get in their faces that day and they done that. I think maybe that the difference is going to the big Astro. And if you get a boy like Templeton's quality, he'll find these wee passes that McAnally, you know, everybody knows. He, he was at Mary Hill, he's a willing runner, and he will run all day for yeah. you and he'll keep going. And I think if Temp goes into that wee 10 pocket and picks up spaces and on the half turn in his quality, I think that I'm sure they'll score most weeks. I'd be very, very surprised if it was a week that goes by that the drum don't score goals. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think you've got that depth as well. You've got, I mean, McInally, I think I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jay McInally. I think he's a terrific player. Daniel Finnegan, it's just so much talent in, in the attacking. I think that's league. I, I think, though, I don't think you're going to see teams go on like a three or four match one and run because I think it's so tight. Definitely. If you look at it, Peter Hill probably look at it and think to yourself, Peter Hill picked it on last year by a point. And if you look at both squads, you would probably say right now the drum are probably more a click. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. If you look at I know that there was obviously a change, Lockie left, sort of a, it was a sort of a shock when it came through, and if you sort of had seen it coming, and then that sort of a maybe not Peter Hill's preparations a wee bit. Um, <coughs> but if you look at the drum and sort of the squad that they'd, they'd mastered, and then you can see why they're going to do well. You can see why. And you can also see a few of the ex-players now that are um, Glasgow United at Chelsea, Old Chelsea as well, yeah. and I think they'll do well. I know they didn't win Saturday with Mabel in the um, other division, which we'll come to, but I think sort of they had a, a great nucleus of squad last year, and that's going to continue. I think the drum will certainly be one as you say, it's hard when you when you look at that league. You can't pick a winner, right? No, now, you, you can't. You can't. You can't. And I think this game and the next game we'll talk about as well. Johnson Borough two, Nielsen one. Two teams that have started really well. Johnson obviously two a big one for them. Winning at home to Nielsen. Kieran Brophy, obviously, I think he played a huge role in, against his former team and Dale and Gillespie with the two goals for Johnson. But it's two very similar teams, I would say. But obviously, a big one for Johnson. Yeah, massive one for Johnson in terms of another team that was done the two of a double promotion. Basically, into where Nielsen was last year was a as a championship side at that point. I think the boy, the boy Brophy's playing really, really well for Johnson at the moment. Um, I think that what actually happened was he actually ended up playing the last four or five games last season as a trialist right. for Johnson Borough the last few games and has scored a couple of great goals and scored goals that sort of because I think they were one of the ones that were. Sort of on the crust. Just yeah, I think they were. I think it was between them and Craig Mark and Whitless, I think. Yeah, it was them. So, Arthley were conference A winners, shots were second, and then there was a wee band and there wasn't much in it. It was like a point here or there. Or it went down sort of at the wire. Um, and the, the wee both went in and made a difference. And he's continued that. But I liked that, I think, because I've seen on the social media that it was 
a profi masterclass against his old team. So he man's also went in the fire and he's barely earning sort of a went and one going through a point. But Nielsen in unfairness lost. Um they lost the boy Bulger to Irvin uh, Gorms at Irvin Meadow. Sorry, he went to Gorms, go win, I went to no, I think he went to Gorms, win. Sorry. Aye, aye, go win with Gorms and obviously they lost Brophy. So that was a, a big, a big focal point in Nielsen's team where they were yeah. tight to the back and they let the two young boys go and express themselves and cause a lot of damage. Um, so obviously that's maybe where, where Nielsen will be trying to look to try and strengthen because when you're losing goals or you've lost goals out your side, it, it's hard to sometimes get that back. Even though Nielsen, in fairness, have only lost one game, they're sitting second top of the league. So they will fans themselves, but even where they're sitting, it's it was a great win for sort of Johnson Borough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think Nielsen as well. They've had a really good start. They were a team. I, I did agree. I do agree with. You. I think the losing Connor Bulger and Kieran Brophy. I thought they were going to struggle, but they've proved me wrong so far. And Bill reports. I think they'll be they're aiming for to finish at the top of the table. So again, I, I don't think you can have enough strikers in this division. So whether they they can try and get another couple in, I don't know. But again, just a, a massive one for Johnson Borough, who I think have been. I keep saying about Jamie McCann, the job he's done there has been unbelievable. Yeah, I've came up against Jamie a few times, won some, lost some. We've got a good good relationship with me. I know he passed his tea license or his tea license, I think he's up to now, Jamie. I recently telling the last year, so they're always well. What do they say about Johnson Furrow? They're always very, very well organised. Mm-hmm. They're always, they, they, even when they don't take many big doings because they're, they're, they're sort of, a, they all know their shape, they all, all sort of a pressing ones and twos. He thinks it's on to sit in. Jamie, in fairness, will sit in and try and hit the break. And he thinks it's on to go and be expansive. Then he'll, he'll try and he's sort of a. He's actually quite young. I'm still, I think. I think yeah, he's I think so, yeah. relatively young as well. Um, but as I say, he's doing really, really well. He's been there for a few times. I remember we played John Spar last year and we spoke to the committee and he's like, uh, gone are the days at uh, Johnson now where. The teams like Nielsen and maybe Affleck and Park for doing a bit come and just take all the best players. He says it's happened for too long and Johnson sort of a they were massive years ago and then sort of went down to the bottom division. So yeah. they went sort of a maybe a year up, a year down and sort of a never really had a consistency. But because I think Jamie's been tipped with a few other positions, mm-hmm. a couple of jobs at that time in the higher leagues. And in fairness to Jamie, he stayed loyal and went, no, I believe in the project that I'm trying to do here and. I'm going to stick with that, which is credit to him as well. It's not always about going away because I think he was favourite or big favourite to take your own through job at one point last year, right? Or the year before, which was a cut of divisions, yeah, difference, and he could have went up a cut of divisions, maybe a bigger budget, and maybe try to implement his style of play on a nice big astro and very special pieces. But first, Emmy stayed, and that, that's always good to see as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the final result in the first division was Rossville one, Cumbernauld one, Rossville been. Badly needing a point after the start. Come on, all they've started really well. They're sitting top of the league. So, but I can even game ball reports. I think Rossville's uh, before the game. If you looked at before the game, you'd have felt come on, old win. Absolutely. Rossville have went through a wee transition as well. Jamie Sanderland's left and Kevin came in with Kevin Kelly came in with somebody else. But I believe it's just Kevin now. I believe Is that's actually a change there. And Kevin's now the manager. I think he's assistant before. Um, so I think there's a co-manager thing. I, I, I think I was right in saying. I, I, think there was a I thought that as well, and then I was talking to somebody over the weekend, and he said that the, the co-manager didn't really work out, and it's only Kevin that said it. At the moment. I think so there's been a, I think yeah. there is a lot of problems behind the scenes. Like I've, I've I've heard that I think there's a lot going on that 
I don't think is good for a for a team's morale, shall we say. No. Well, unfortunately for Kevin, he went in there, sort of a, all the players left and he yeah. had to try and build a team. So that's going to take time. But as we've said, well, getting their first point against Colonel, which is fantastic. But if you look at in that league, I don't think that's a league where you're going to get, as you said, four or five games to find your feet. No. You're, you're very fortunate. I've seen the way he got a point and hopefully they can take some credit for that. Kevin, as everybody knows, is not the best of 18 months in terms of what happened off the field and he, he needs something maybe to just take his mind off and be a good distraction for him. So there's nothing but praise for Kevin and I wish him all the best this year. I hope this, this year is not overly hard, hard on him yeah, I about what's happened for him. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. He's a fantastic guy. We'll move into the second division. Craig Mark, they're off to a flying start. Three, uh, four straight wins. They won three one at home to Glasgow Perthshire. I just think Craig Mark are just they're flying at the moment. I think I've always said I think it's between them and Renfrew in that top that division this season. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. I know Craig Mark last year, as I said, they, they touched on they were very unlucky in terms of I think they just get picked over the last game. We played them and the boy Ryan Caddish, who was a manager, played up front. What a difference he makes. Still very good. He's he's big, he's aggressive, he holds it in, he he'll help the young boys and I think they're the only team probably that's um um played four or one four. I don't think I don't think anybody else. Yeah, I think that yeah, I think Yoker won the first three have won their first three games. But obviously Craig Mark obviously had the game advantage and they've took advantage of it. So obviously with Craig Mark, I think they they are kind of stacked and in terms of talent, the likes of Jordan Ryan, Stephen Tan, they've got a lot of good players in that team. You mentioned obviously the manager, his experience will be key. Yeah, oh, definitely. It, it's a hard place to go to, Craig Mark. It's yeah. a really hard place. They they utilise the park well. They 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 can play, but they can mix it, and they'll they'll probably have to with some of the teams in that league as well. And, and it's been a great start for them. It's been a really really good start. Yeah, absolutely. May Bow as well. They had a good start as well. They beat Glasgow United one 0 they obviously had a, a fight. They scored five away from home last week and obviously didn't win the game. But again, they'll be happy with the three points at home. Yeah, we scored five last week and don't win the game. You go to fall and get a clean sheet. So yeah. that's you went and worked all week in training and went, right, what are we doing wrong? Right, let's, let's try and keep... I think there's only a couple of clean sheets, but it's very rare you get a clean sheet at this level, to be honest. It's very rare. Um, certainly with so many teams have always got a wee a wee gem somewhere that, that can come from anywhere but as you say going those five goals one week to then go and um, get a clean sheet which is fantastic for them and I'm sure it's still Carlo Walker it's the manager yeah he's been there a while yeah I uh, think there's a, a few away. good teams as well Matt McCann coming in as well his experience he scored four last week I don't know the scorer from this week I haven't got that yet but again they've got a few players up there Robert Patterson they've got good players in that team yeah they have a few of them came in last year and I think they were one of the ones at one point and they were in conference here with us as well last year and they were close. They weren't ever out it in terms of until the last couple of weeks of the season. They were close and still <coughs> sort of on, on the tails of what it turned out to be Johnson Borough in the end up. But as I say, it was, it was quite a few tough games in that league last year and certainly Mabel made it very, very tough mm-hmm. for us. I think we were 2-0 down to them at one point. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, I think that was the time I think a lot of people thought they unbeaten on coming to an end. Yeah, I think 2-0 down and Andy Keeler says apparently I think we went 3-2 up and... Uh, Scooby saved a penalty very late in the game and, and sort of a, the boy McCann that day played well, I'm sure. It's a boy with a beard up front. Yeah. He, he, he the game. You could see he's played at a, a high level and he, he had a good game of awareness about him. And sort of a, if they've got some young boys coming through, what Carl normally has as well, 
somebody's experienced like that well, was doing well and serve the young boys well. Yeah, absolutely. The final game of that, the second division, Wishaw 2, fourth 2. All reports was a back and forth game. Both teams had chances to win it. I think fourth came closest. I think they missed a sitter right at the end, if I believe. Uh, I spoke to V Thomas. I speak to V Thomas a lot. I played with V Thomas at four a long time ago now and asked him how he was getting on. And I, I seen that they've brought Chris Evergreen, Chris Jarvie back to Bells Hill because they mm-hmm. said they're just lacking. They lost Alex Stevenson to Killook. Right. right up front at the, during the season. He's went. Um, so Chris Jarvie's back. I think Chris is about 42 now, but the goals don't move for Chris. The people, he just comes alive in the box. And, I, I hope fourth do well. I've also a soft spot for them um, after playing with them. And Thomas that I played with there and John McCormack and that are up at four for really nice guys and they worked tirelessly for a, for a very small place. And they were another one we had a, had a really good chat with them. We were up there last year and they'd get plans for the for their own their own place and like a new new um, fences going in and trying to sort of better the facilities, which is can only help. Yeah, um, absolutely. They're in a, they're in a good league as well, which a lot of teams is. Evenly matched, I think that will quite quickly. I think that will become two leagues. I think at one point this year, that that division, I think people like Craig Mark and maybe even uh, Mabel maybe stretch a lead over some of the other sides. But um, I, th- I think it, it could end up a, a wee two leaguer, um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, definitely. I think that could be another really interesting league. The third division. Bale of Clyde going to Kaluk in one in five now with Thomas and Clear scoring a hat trick. That's a massive result for them. Yeah, massive. Um, I've sort of I was four years at the Vale and I, I still talk to some of the boys. It was a great result. I feel a wee bit for uh, Paul Davis at the moment. Kaluk, we played him in a pre-season friendly and he won six one on the day. And with it being horrible at times, it could have been more. Right. Um, um, so. I think Kaluk could be in for a, for a hard season, to be honest, unfortunately. Um, but you, you never know the circumstances. Thomas Sinclair should not be playing in that league. There's no... If you look at the Vale's recruitment this year, they've went and done well, to be honest. Um, as I say, I still speak to some of the, some of the committee guys, and um, they've went and recruited well. I know Kevin Turner's uh, been injured, but he he came for the... He was in the Lone League last year, we still in. Yeah, so he dropped three divisions. I know he was at the Vale previously when I was there, and he came back. We came Christie was obviously because I went to the Premiership with Canberra Slang, but came back. So the the Vale have I know they've no the best of starts. I don't think I think they well they've won three actually. They've only lost one. I think they lost the first one to Lanark, who on a good one, um as well. I'm saying Lanark of five and five. So um from that, um it'll be interesting. That's another league. I think there's I think there's a wee Group of seven or eight sides that are, is, that, yeah. are, that are good in that league. Um, but if I'm right in saying there's potentially seven get relegated for that league this year, but I think there could be. I think there's. I think it's down to. I think there's. It all depends on how many come down from the Lowland League. I think if two come down yeah. from the Lowland, I think seven can go down. Yeah, I think. I think the way it goes with the with the Scotland Constitution, I think there's that league is potentially going back to sixteen teams and it's nineteen yeah. at the moment. So it depends on like last year, um, with because I think if Craig Mark last year would have got promoted, I think if Darvo would have won it, if Darvo would have went up in the playoff, then only six would have come down and yeah. one more would have went up to make it up. So I think that's the same way sort of a 
that can fall fall into this league. Um, Bang, they could be a potential six or seven from down for that league to the division that's sort of a four that we're in at the moment. So mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting because that's a lot of sides in that that sort of a I know some of no the greats of starts and stuff, but that when you're looking at the season and you're looking at going, there's six or seven going down similar to the Premiership last year, and it became very very interesting. I think that's that could be a long season for some, but we always knew with the pyramid and um, the way the leagues were done, it was going to take maybe another year or two, sort of like filter itself out and sort of that will happen over over a period of time. But like unfortunately for teams like Lucky Noy Albert. They're already 15 points behind Lanark and Yeah, I think. That's a massive, massive jump already. Yeah. I mean, Les Mahego beating Sulcourt 3 now. I mean, two weeks ago, Les Mahego lost 8 nothing to home at Arvind Vic, so they bounced back pretty well. I think they've won the last two. Yeah. That was a shock when we seen that. Uh, I didn't that see that coming. Point. I know Arvind Vic have improved a lot, but I didn't see that result coming. But again, the bounce back they've had has been really good. I'm sure Les Mahego, I know it was a two-day tournament during the season, but they beat Kermanol or something like that. Yeah, I think they did, aye. They, they gave him a right going over, and obviously, I, I didn't see that. Irvin, we, we played them last year, and I was very impressed. The, the, um, McDuff, I think the manager's name yeah. is, his boy Fraser plays, um, and once again, they're very organised, they're hard to break down, they're going to do well, which is... Which is great because for a couple of years they, they weren't really great, to be honest. And there was a few teams that were sort of a struggling a wee bit at, at the bottom. Um, but obviously, they've came this year that they're, they're trying to maybe they've managed to get a wee team together and they've got good players going. And obviously, they're sitting, I think they've played five, won four, lost one. So that's a great start for them. It's an yeah, absolutely great start. Absolutely. Absolutely. One team that I thought was would do better than they have, and I was. I think this was the result of the weekend. I didn't see this coming at all. East Kilbride Thistle one, Lark Call Thistle six. That was a that's a massive result. I know obviously you look at like East Kilbride Thistle, they brought in like Sean Winter, Barry Russell, they've got some really good players in that team with a lot of experience. I didn't see that result coming. Massive credit to Lark Hall for that. And Connor Fair's getting a hat trick. He's just started the season really well also. I think. I think most people when they look at it will look at East Kilbride and when you, as you say the boys he signed it seemed to be a recent rock star and I think Jama went there as well Jamie um, Long Longmuir is it Longmuir? Thanks and yeah, thank Jamie and, uh, they've only won one in six now I know it's oh, Gary's first year he came for the he was involved with the uh, East Kilbride Colts previously like that he was um, I know he was on the committee and Gary's another one I know I know very well and I hope I hope they can turn it round. I know they've they've only lost two games right enough and they've had a few draws in that and it's it's basically he's trying to put a new team together. Obviously Alan Patterson, everybody's well aware, is sort of a got attacked and he out and sort of a left him in a bad way. And yeah, I wish Alan all the best as well. Alan's another guy that I speak to very well and yeah. quite close with. So it's been a wee bit of an upheaval, but I think that they'll need to go they'll just need to go and Gary will settle them down and they'll get into a run of games and they'll hopefully get a sort of a, a player understanding with everybody and they can go because ultimately they've got very, very good quality in their squad. The boys it's been are very, very good. Very, very good. Sometimes though, if they dropped in two divisions and just went off, I, I, I was cushed us, I was at the Rock for three years and I was playing the championship, I've dropped to Division 3, two leagues down, they just gone there for a coast and I hope that's not the case because we've all seen that, players go down and I'll, I'll just turn up and it'll be fine and 
Gary will be working hard. He's always on the phone and he's always trying to make things better and he's done wonders for the club as a whole. He's got big up another one who has a big reputation and sort of a dwindled away for a wee bit, but they've fixed the park. I believe the park's looking very, very well. They had summer camps on and they've been watching things for the community. So hopefully Gary can sort of a cut away results and turn that round. Yeah, absolutely. I think about a massive credit to Lark Call as well, going there and winning 6-1. They were a terrific start. We'll move into Division 4. Obviously, use uh, Easter House played Campbellton, but BSC Glasgow beat Glendale 2-1. They were, what was that kind of result like when you heard that? <sighs> to be honest, we, we played the two of them in the two previous weeks. To be honest, BSC beat us. I was really... <laughs> hopefully, boy, you don't watch it, but I was really impressed with BSC's nine when we played them on the day. He worked to a full-back four. He, he held it in when he had to hold it in. He, he ran the line. Don't get me wrong. He, he ended up getting crammed about 70 times. I don't know if that was trying to just break up the play or <laughs> get his team of points. And fairness, the boys scored two goals that day as well, I think. He certainly scored a, a, a penalty later on. But I thought he was very good. I, I thought he was really, really good that day. I thought they, they utilised him well. DFC, um, I still think we didn't perform on the day. And it's all credit to them, but... I think that's the same. Like, people went to BSC for last year who had a, didn't have a great season, but they probably had the same issues that we had at the moment in terms of they were an amateur, I think they were an amateur team, sort of threw a team late together when they get joined into the league and it takes a wee bit of time, but they've now got their own facility. I think last year they were sort of a, all over the place, but now they've got Peterson Park at, just at York Mill Road and they're probably getting a, a wee bit of a home and a bit of identity for them, which is probably needed. Um, but no, I was impressed. I thought when we played BSC, the, the three players, I, I thought done really, really well in the game. One of the wee wide men was very good and took the ball very well and carried it well. Centre forward worked very hard and he's another boy in the middle of the park. But I wouldn't say he was technically brilliant. But what he done is he, he worked so hard and he went into tackles and put his head in with people and he put his feet sometimes and sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need to just roll up the sleeves and win the battle for 60 minutes and then earn the right to play football. Yeah. But no, I think they'll do well. It'll be strange see teams, and we touched on earlier on, about sort of a grass parts and that. It'll be very, very strange because you definitely play differently if you're a grass to the Astro. So if you've, got a home, if you've got a home grass part, you're used to it. Teams will, know, teams will know how to deal with it and how to play it. And then if you're coming for Astro, 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 then only a grass. So Mark, with Easter House towards the kind of end of the season, like what's what's the kind of plans? Like obviously, is it a case of kind of getting a few wins on the board as soon as possible and hopefully building towards a successful season? Yeah, I think that the most important thing for us at the moment was because it was sort of a late when we got accepted in various fits and pieces. You get a team on a part that's going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. You get a team on a part, so we know it's going to take time. Um, you want to win. Everybody wants to win. I came home and I, it doesn't matter if you see oh, I'm part of a project and some of the boys are going, look, it, it, we need to build and we know we need to build and, and it's that's, that's fantastic. Doesn't uh, soap you coming here on a Saturday night and absolutely fuming no. because you, you, want, you, you want to win games and it's all right. Oh, you've got a great opportunity and we know it's going to take time. So, as I say, you want to win games. So, we've got I believe a, a very good academy in terms of the 19s and, and the 20s, um, which you've got a lot of good players in it. And it, it might be the case where we get to cut lines on the board or hopefully and, and then break it down and go, right, 
turn their attention to next season already and go right where where are we going to be in twelve months? Yeah. Where where are we going to be? Right, let let's see where we are. Of course you want you want to win as many games as possible. That, that's why we play football. As I said earlier on, I think if we'd have got a point against Glenville, you'd have won on Saturday, just sitting at four points. Uh, it's totally different. We will go and try and win every game of football we play this year. But of course we will. That, that is the nature of it. But there has to be a realisation as well that we are only, I think we're eight weeks old as a team. That, that is it. So we're still trying to find our feet and we, we still do silly things. And I say that to the boys. What, what's happening at the moment is Football for me is about percentages at times. What's happening at the moment is we're getting to the byline and there's five times you should cut it back and five times you should cross it. The five times you should cross it when you're cutting it back and the five times you should cut it back when you're crossing it. And I said to the boys, I said, look, lads, we are striving to get 10 out of 10 correct at all times. Of course mm-hmm. we are. You don't want to do that. You, you want to get 10 out of 10. I said, but ultimately, if you get 10 out of 10 every week, no disrespect to Easter House, you're not there. Yeah. You're not there. That's why people are at talking like and they've been so successful. Ports, Darvos, Arthurly last year. That's why these boys are there because their decision making. That's the only difference I think between the leagues. That you'll get a goal scorer and all that, but it's decision making. And when that decision making, so what I've said to the boys and what we need to strive for is when we can start getting the percentages right, a six or seven right, out of ten every other week or every week then we'll, we'll pick up points, we'll win games. So, you know, you're saying everybody's done it, yet you're standing outside of the park and the centre forward goes one and one and he takes a touch and he doesn't score. Why do you not hit it first time? He takes he hits it first time the next time and doesn't score and you go, why do you not take a touch? Just because he didn't score. So, we can get the percentages right and we can get the, we're winning first tackles and we're winning second balls and, and things that we need to do. Then we'll be fine. But I think there's just a, even for myself, I feel like, you're trying to go in and you're, you're trying to be positive and you're trying to be positive and there's a nervousness until you get that first one, I think. Mm-hmm. The first point takes a wee bit of, right, you can relax, we've got a point, we should have got more out of the game, but we didn't. Right, so we break it down, right, where do we go next? Right, next game, let's get ourselves ready for Thorn. So we play Thorn um, in the league in the 3rd of September and then we play Canoe, I think it is, and they'll um, so it's a Scotland after that. So that'll be a different challenge. Team that I know nobody's going to know to watch them, so I'll know nothing about who are going to come down and they'll know nothing about us, we'll know nothing about them. So it's sort of a hit to nothing. We've got Rob Roy in the other cup. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got Ross Field from our league and a cup as well. So a few cup competitions coming up as well, which takes a bit of pressure off the boys and they can relax because ultimately you want, you want to just win games. We want to win games. Yeah, well, we're wishing you all the best for the season ahead, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you very much for joining me. No bother at all. Thank you very much, Scott. Pleasure. Thank you very much, yeah. everyone that's tuned in. Please follow us on social media and our podcast and YouTube pages. And we'll see you all soon for another episode. Cheers. Cheers.